Happy Friday, Mike Brumat. Happy Friday, Jamie. Did I hear that tote board be over a one and a half million dollars when you guys Almost. finished up? Almost one and Almost a half. Almost one and a half million. Incredible. Even with the technical difficulties we had yesterday afternoon that just, you know, if people understood, if you can get through yesterday afternoon, you really need to call this morning because we missed out on, I'm sure, a lot of donations. Yeah, and the opportunity, like you just said, triple match all day long. You're going to triple your investment. That What a great thing to do. Do it today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, thanks, Jamie. Have a nice weekend and, and good morning, everyone. Yes, it is Triple Match Friday here. It is the Giveathon for Phoenix Children's presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and auction Indian community. I'm going to give you that Desert Financial phone back, bank phone number once again, 602-933-4567. It is Triple Match all day long. So it is give if you can, give what you can. And if you can't get through on the phones, if they are busy, you can always text the word give to 411-923. A big special day on the show coming up at 9.05. I love doing this each year. We talk with Michael Bidwill, the owner of the Arizona Cardinals. We talk about the upcoming football season here and a lot of other things with him to talk about that are pretty cool. And we're going to do that coming up just after 9 o'clock. And uh, it should be a fun day on the show. We start off with where we start off many times, at least in, in recent months or so, is the economy. Uh, just some of the headlines, just so you know where we're at. Soaring inflation, driving retired employees back to the workforce. Um, you know, every time you talk about someone that's on a fixed income, and then people say, we're all on a fixed income. Well, there, there's a difference. And the difference is if you're retired, if you're on Social Security, you truly are on a fixed income. You're, li- you're limited in how much money you can make. And people are actually finding themselves... Uh, going back into the workforce because whether it's their retirement money that they're burning through too quickly or it's Social Security or a combination of the two, they are not able to make ends meet. So that's just one of the headlines. Um, inflation sends car ownership costs soaring above $10,000 per year. It's what it costs to own and operate an automobile in the U.S. on average. Uh, Labor Day flights are going to cost 23% more than last year. And home sales fell by nearly 6% in July as the housing market slides into a recession. So uh, a couple of things. Um, I want you to hear this. Let's go Arizona specific. Our own Luke Forstner uh, spoke with a Zillow economist on the July housing report. And this is what they said. The July housing report by real estate company Zillow finds home values down around $14,000 in Phoenix from June to July. Zillow economist Nicole Bichot says as prices continue to decline, more people will be able to enter the market. But ironically, that could end up causing prices to rise again. All of a sudden, all of these folks on the sidelines can now afford to buy. We're going to see demand flooding the market again, and that's going to push prices right back up. So we're not going to see the big appreciation of the last two years being undone. We'll just see things starting to level out. Luke Forstner, KTAR News. Yeah, it is, uh, as you see, it is, um, here in Arizona, I don't think it's going to be impacted the same it is around uh, in other parts of the country because we still have people moving here in great numbers. We are still suffering from a housing shortage. Rent is still extremely high. If you're a renter, whether it's a, an apartment, a condo, a townhome, or a home, it's a lot more expensive. And with people not being able to enter the housing market, people are renting longer. So if you have people or someone that is saving up to buy a home for a down payment and they can't afford it, they stay in that rental a bit longer. It doesn't that open that up for the next wave of people to come in. So we're in a predicament when it comes to the economy. Part of the problem with all of this 
for everyone involved is the effect it has beginning at the lowest rung of the economic ladder and it works its way up. And then when you take the job creators, in my opinion, my humble opinion, and you punish them by taxing them or overregulating them, you make it harder for them to do what they do. And nobody has pity on that. And it's not about pity. It's about what's best for everyone involved. I guess I saw things differently growing up. Uh, you know, I've always worked for wealthy people or what were always, I should say they, they were wealthy to me. Um, and I liked it that way. My job was always to make um, make my bosses money. I wanted to be profitable. I wanted – because everybody looks at the bottom line. They may like you. They may not like you. One of the biggest compliments I ever got was when I was working as a busboy at 16 years old and it was time for my review. There was a manager that hated me at this restaurant. We just didn't get along at all. But I was a mouthy punk. And uh, he said to me in my review and gave me a raise, he said, you and I will never hang out together. Well, I'd never hang out with you outside of this building, but if I had four more people like you, my job would be a lot easier. A huge compliment. And we didn't like each other at all. But I knew my job was to be profitable because then when I went to my bosses as, a, as an, an hourly employee, as a service electrician, I wanted to make sure my work orders were turned in on time. If I was running a job that was already a predetermined amount of money, I wanted to bring it in under budget because when it came time for my annual review, I wanted my boss's pockets full and I wanted them full so that when I said to him, I'm a valuable part of your company and I'd like to be compensated for that. And if they didn't compensate me, I could take my track record. And I'd go somewhere else. And I don't know if that's maybe that's arrogance. I don't know. But I never looked at a wealthy person and was jealous of their wealth. Everything I ever learned, I learned from someone else in the trades. And that's one of the great things about being a tradesman. If any of you are doing it right now or have been, what I really liked about it was everything I learned about that business. I learned about from I learned from somebody in that trade. So the guy, the the guys that own the companies I worked for, um, the men and women that I worked for in the field uh, that were my supervisors, they taught me how to do it based on the mistakes they had made and what had been successful for them. And the owners of the companies usually went from the same path I took. You start out knowing nothing, you become an apprentice, you become a journeyman, you become a master electrician, you become a project manager, and then you hang out your shingle and say, I think I can do this on my own. And that's exactly what I did. The class warfare argument holds everybody back. What it does is it punishes the rich to some degree. It punishes wealthy people to some degree for being successful, all in the name of fairness and the redistribution of wealth. But in the end, what it does is it makes things more expensive for the consumer because they raise their prices because when they get hammered, you get hammered. But it also limits their ability to do things. Isn't it strange? Does anybody else find it strange that if you're going to look for a great benefit package, a package that has a pension plan or a retirement plan that has great medical care, um, sick leave, time off, a vacation times, a really good benefit package. There aren't many benefit packages out there that are better than a government benefit package. Now, I'm not slighting people in the government for taking advantage of it, but the government can afford it because they can tax us more to make it happen. They're not a slave to the bottom line where profitability and keeping your financial head above water matters. In the real world, you have to turn a profit. In the real world, everybody's paycheck is dependent on the decisions you make. 
So sometimes you can't pay people a raise. Sometimes you can't hire more people or buy new equipment. You don't have the luxury of either printing money in the federal government or raising taxes. You can try to raise your prices, but that doesn't mean that other people are going to pay them. And so I find it odd that we continue as a, as a nation to get into this class warfare argument. I would say this. If you are someone that has that, that feeling about you know the bosses, about management or about the owners of company where it's adversarial, you're either working for the wrong people or you haven't really had a discussion about how that person got to where they are. When I'm around successful people, the first thing I try to do is ask them how they got there. I'd love to hear stories of people's success. And you find out from people that are immensely successful. I've talked with billionaires. When you have a conversation with them about how they got to where they are, it usually starts out with a good idea and a really good work ethic. And then they become successful. Instead of being jealous of them, why aren't we trying to learn from them? At least that's been my policy. In a moment, more great stories of the Phoenix Children's Giveathon that's going on right now. It's presented by the Your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Auction Indian community. You're going to get an opportunity to hear some phenomenal stories, so stick around for that. The Giveathon for Phoenix Children's is presented by Your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Auction Indian community. KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Giveathon on the Mike Broomhead Show. It is the final day of the Giveathon here, and it's triple match day all day long. So I'm going to give you the phone number right now before we get into the program part of this 602 933 4567. 602 933 4567. Every donation you give today, every dollar you give triples because of our corporate partners and the people that have jumped in and helped us out with this. It is an event raising money for Phoenix Children's, a place that is uh, irreplaceable just to uh, so many families here across the state of Arizona and even across the country. Country. People bring their children and they move to Arizona because of the care that they get. Right now, I want to uh, hear from another one of our corporate partners in a check presentation from Night Swift Transportation. Hi, I'm Todd. Hi, I'm Whitney. And we're with Night Swift Transportation. And we are excited to be here today to donate $10,000 on behalf of all of our employees to Phoenix Children's Hospital's Giveathon. We challenge you to become champions of hope just like us and donate today by calling 602-933-4567 to our phone bank. Very kind. $10,000 donation. That is amazing. Now, getting a driver's license is a big milestone for any teenager. And by the way, this is another one of our stories of hope sponsored this year by Madame Homes. For a parent, it's a milestone that comes with some concerns. But getting a call that your son has been involved in a very serious accident is one of a parent's worst nightmares. This is Colton's story. I'm Tara. I'm Colton's mom. And I'm Colton. And this is my story. I was heading home from the lake and my back tire blew. His car rolled about 10 times, and on the third roll, he was ejected through the front windshield head first. I blacked out on the first roll, and then I woke up on the ground. Couldn't move my legs, and I was pretty beat up. I knew I was paralyzed. So damn easy to say that love's so hard. Everybody's got their share of battle scars As for me, I'd like to thank my lucky stars That I'm alive and well They were pretty close, so I was able to get there before the helicopter 
horrible feeling because <laughs> you don't know um, is he going to make it. He grabbed my hand and told me he was sorry because <laughs> he didn't have a seatbelt on. <laughs> and uh, I gave him a kiss and he told me how much he loved me and I told him how much I loved him and I just held him for a minute and that was pretty much all we had time to say. And today you know that's good enough for me. phone to PCH. His leg had been degloved. He had a broken back and then an aortic tear and it just kind of kept piling on and the nightmare just got bigger and bigger and the blessing was was that he was alive. I mean he just, every doctor that came in said that scientifically he, he never should have survived that car accident. Stars are dancing on the water here tonight It's good for the soul there's not a soul in sight This boat has caught its wind And brought me back to life Now I'm alive and well I made a goal when, and that was that I wanted to walk across the stage for graduation to receive my diploma. I'll be walking across the stage in two weeks. It's um, amazing how far he's come. Hopefully I don't fall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is amazing. If he would have gone anywhere else, there's no way he would have survived. That's where he needed to be to live. He's going to walk again. He's going to do some amazing things in this life, that's for sure. What a story, and I love that song, I'm Alive and Well. It's one thing to be alive. It's another thing to be alive and well, and that's what they help children do at Phoenix Children's. Families in general is what they do is help these families not only be alive but be alive and well and well again. Um, It's an amazing opportunity for all of us to partner together in this community, put our differences aside and do some good. Now's your opportunity. That is the match music. That means right now your Valley Hyundai, your Valley Hyundai dealers are partnering with us in a triple match. Every dollar you donate right now triples. If you're going to write a check, if you're going to make a donation, now is the time to do it. The Desert Financial Phone Bank phone number 602-933-4567. That's 602-933-4567. Or you can text the word GIVE to 411923. Triple that money. Triple that donation. Give if you can. Uh, We would love for you to partner with us. That is the Train Teddy Bear Express. The Train Teddy Bear Express is, is asking you to become a champion of hope. And what that means is you committing to donating $20 a month, which is going to become $60 per month, $20 per month, $240 for the year. You're a champion of hope. A bear will be donated. One of these beautiful little teddy bears will be given to a child at the hospital in your name. They actually give them the teddy bear and a card that said this is from with your name on it. It is a great way to show these children we're thinking about them and we're supporting them. And so many of you have gone out gone out of your way to donate, please, now is the time for Triple Match, 602 933 
602-933-4567. And thank you in advance for your kindness and your giving and your donation. Coming up in a moment, Gatos joins me. It's the Big Q Poll Question of the Day. Stick around for that. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, Gatos, happy Triple Match Friday. Triple Match <laughs> Friday. <laughs> I love it. Triple match Friday. I can't. I can't wait. I'm. I, I'm. I'm busting. I'm bursting. I'm well, bursting. You've, you've been a part of so many of these giveathons. Your years here at KTAR. Um, it never. It never changes, does it? It, it? It's always exciting and emotional, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we started doing this in 2009, uh, and I remember the first one. I think we raised eight hundred and fifty-four thousand dollars. Yeah, and I know today we're going for two million. Uh, it's never been done before, but you know, you're right. It's um, you know, it, it, yeah, it's about the money. You know, you want to get the hospital the money, but man, you know, you, you these kids are just such fighters. You know, you go into their hospital room, and you know their parents are there, and they're feeling awful, and you just you know you. Just want to love on those kids and give them a hug or pray over them or and give them a teddy bear and uh, yeah this is my favorite time of year yeah, the, it's it's great and the stories that we hear from the parents even with the ones that have such sad tragic endings for their yeah. children they lose their children uh, the the theme over and over again in the stories we continue to hear is how they're like a family there isn't this clinical sterile environment there truly is a connection between the people that are giving the care and the people that that are getting the care. Yeah, I mean, they they go so far as to when you walk in the hospital, it's not this it's not white walls. It's no. you know, it's not this sterile environment and a lot of times, you know, in these rooms, the kids, they've got uh, a TV, they've got all the movies that they want. Uh, they've got video games. Uh, there's a school at PCH. Uh, the, I mean, there's a lot to do, you know, while you're getting your treatment or while you're recovering and yeah. uh, you're not just laying in a hospital bed uh, waiting to fall asleep at night. They're, there's they they keep they keep you busy. Put yeah. it that way. And you know? know, like first responders, people that work in this field, sometimes for their own mental well being, you have to kind of keep a distance. You don't get emotionally involved because you know then it, it, it sometimes compromises you doing your job. But that's not like that. There, everybody there does seem like a family, and they are so concerned. And it just is a whole different environment than any place I've ever been. Yeah, it's a great place. There's no question about it. I mean, I've seen the nurses go in and, and, and you know, there's a little girl who just had chemo and the nurse will paint her nails and yeah. make her day. Uh, and so they, you know, it's all about the treatment and getting kids better, but also it's the, it's the personal touch. And yep. that's why it's one of the best hospitals on the planet. That's it why is. we got the triple match, baby. That's right. So what do you got for a cue? I got a boring cue. Oh, it's about that's Trump. Right. That's about Trump. Okay, yeah. let's hear it. Uh, federal judge says he will un seal at least part of an affidavit detailing the evidence that led the FBI to search Donald uh, Trump's Merlago home. Uh, so I ask, is this the right decision? Yes or no? Yeah, listen, I'd like to see the pick of the nukes that are under his bed. That's what I'd like to see. Let's get this thing over with and see what he's got. I, and I agree. And, and also, <laughs> and, I, and I would love to see, like you say, let's see the affidavit because it's yeah. such a big scandal. The only way you clear it up with, with some transparency, not compromising you know, classified stuff, but tell the American people what and why and let us decide for ourselves whether we thought it was a rightful search or not. 
And I think Trump had it right. We got to turn 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 the temperature down a little bit. But yeah. if you release this stuff, it could turn the temperature up. If it's really, if he had some hot stuff in there, and you're yeah. like, oh geez. So, but I think we just need to know what it is. I agree. I agree. Great question. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing you guys and hearing some final numbers today. And yep. um, I'll talk with you again on Monday. Triple match. <laughs> Thanks, Kato. <laughs> the BQ poll question of the day brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Coming up just after 9 o'clock, Cardinals president and owner Michael Bidwill joins us to talk about the coming season and an announcement that is just being released this morning. Pretty special coming up.